This is One Heat Minute. Drop of a hat, these guys will rock and roll. What's your name? Wayne Grove. Look like gangbangers working the local 7-Eleven to you. Robbery homicides take you. Give me all you got! Give me all you got! I do what I do best. I take scores. You do what you do best. Trying to stop guys like me. A podcast dedicated to all 170 minutes of Michael Mann's LA crime opus Heat, one minute at a time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to One Heat Minute. I'm your host, Blake Howard, and joining me for a special pod crossover smash. This is bigger than Buffy v. Angel. It is me with the cinephiles, Sans Liam. It is Stu Coot. Hello. And Josh Corbett. How's it going? Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you so much for being on One Heat Minute. It's our pleasure. It's Thank- always fun to be here. Thank you for having us. It's absolutely a pleasure to be here. Your first time? Your first oh, so, time. Yeah, first time caller, long time listener. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Uh, it's good to be back. Look, and guys, you would know Stu's voice. He was on the very first episode. He's been on many episodes since then, so thank Thank you so much, no, sir, again, no for joining me from us. several prank phone calls around <laughs> Sydney. <laughs> well, yes, and it is uh, my first time. I've actually got one little thing to pick on Stu with. On Go. one of your previous episodes, which I very much just so enjoyed. Just one thing? Yeah, just the one thing. Sure. Stu mentioned that he was one uh, leg of the tripod that is the cinephiles. Ah, uh, he did. And Am I, I believe not? he said it was the, uh, impressive most, leg. the first or most <laughs> prominent leg, the most <laughs> impressive leg. I said, I want to just have now my chance to defend myself Go. on that note. And be that as it may, at least I'm the very much so the third leg of the cinephiles. And yeah. I'm fine with that, quite frankly. Yeah, that's fine. But don't know, like, your left leg could be your impressive leg. It doesn't necessarily be the middle leg. True, true. I don't think that's what we're here for. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Just quietly. <laughs> Look at this. I don't and think, this is the magic. If I don't you think do, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, you must subscribe. Rate and review The Cinephiles. If you want to check them out, they're at thecinephiles.com or at the Cinephiles at all their different socials, and you can find them wherever you download your podcast. Yes, yes. Uh, S-I-N-N-E-R-F-I-L-E-S. Yes. And uh, I'm very fortunate that I was in the confessional with these lovely lads. But what we're going to be doing now, we are up to the 39th minute of Michael Mann's 1995 crime epic Heat. And in the last moment, the one that I flew solo, we would have been talking about the Kelso deal going down and also just the beautiful precision of cutting and matching frames to introduce us to he, uh, to Neil McCauley's home life. Um, we've already seen it once in the beautiful homage to Alex Colville's painting, um, but now we're going to see Neil... And have, having his buddy Val Kilmer, Christian Hairless, asleep on the floor. So what we're going to do, as we normally do, we're going to watch this minute together with you guys. You guys are going to listen along, and then we're going to come back and we'll chat about it. Stuff. I'll let him sleep it off here. Yeah. 
happened to you? And you're going to get some furniture. Good minute. Great minute. Great minute. I love this minute. My mantra through life is you can never have enough Val Kilmer. So <laughs> this is the perfect minute for me. Excellent. And the perfect Val Kilmer where he shows a weird dislocated elbow injury yes. for the first time. In yeah, his... Sure, why not? <laughs> why not? Josh is like, yeah, I'm so good. One thing that strikes me in this minute is trying to think where these people all live in relation to where they're doing gigs. Yes. So because Chris and Charlene have a lot of, like, that looks like a well-set-up, like, long-established sort of house that they've been not living a house, in. Not a house, Stuart. A home. Yeah, a home. Well, yes, a home. Husband and wife stuff. That's right. With love. Yes, it's lived in. It's where they raise their child or what have you. Yeah, which doesn't, like, this. you get this sense that this is a bit of <laughs> I a... I love how Josh sounds like a fucking android. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just like, we're yeah. a child, what have you. Whatever well, people because do. He doesn't, yeah, he doesn't actually know what regular people do. <laughs> He's like, you know, where they eat and uh, watch walls or... <laughs> Bathrooms. Feel feelings. House chickens or whatever the people... <laughs> yeah, but, like, they they feel like they're not this... I thought they're sort of like this nomadic tribe that go around knocking over, like, bank jobs. Yes. Mm. But they look like they're sort of well Established in their home. Yes, well, you've got to have a, a home base, HQ. Yeah, which, like, then you look at the way Neil Macaulay lives, this Spartan esque oh, style. I can't wait to talk the decor of Neil Macaulay's apartment. Yeah, very odd, isn't it? Like, it, it, it correlates with uh, me a lot uh, and my life. <laughs> so, so, just a quick question Josh, does your apartment have glass at the front door that you've then covered with random newspaper articles so people can't see in? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm glad you raised this because this is obviously the first kind of few seconds that we got of, of this minute, this walk into Neil Macaulay's apartment in Malibu. And I just don't understand why there are newspaper clippings up against the glass on the outside. So are they on the inside or the outside? No, What's the, going on? Uh, it, it's like uh, the way that I've thought of it when he walks into the apartment is that there must be like a glass panel that at the front door, as if someone could knock on the door and look through to right. see if you're going to answer. And Neil has like got the, like he's got all this beautiful clear glass into the ocean and he's like I don't want people to be able to see in my house so he's done the cheaper nastiest yeah. way of covering it up and he's just covered up with newspaper so decorated with newspaper clippings yeah try, for a guy that's trying to remain inconspicuous yeah it kind of that's uh, the thing like I'm starring in Zodiac and piecing all the <laughs> everything together and tying strings it and is things strange like that. it feels like um, they would age very quickly unless he really likes the articles Maybe well, I, w- I want to know what's in the article it says uh, origin of foreigners in France I believe oh. I think that's what the headline says and oh. I want to know what that's all about Come well, on, who's don't leave by? me hanging. Yeah. Come on, Michael Mann. Come on, Michael Mann. I, I, look, I like to think that Neil just did it haphazardly. He's like, literally, I'm going to cover this newspaper because it was in my house one day. But he That's takes it. me as a guy that would have rented a house that just had a wooden door. <laughs> but next. <laughs> like, it's, it's so besides the point, though, because you've got this, what I think is a kick-ass apartment in Malibu. Malibu is a, it's, a it, great area. It's a pad. I've got family in Malibu. It's, it's nothing to shake a stick at. It's great. But um, now you're going to do the newspaper, like the hobo clippings out the front, like, and just go full house I, I don't get it. But I maybe he weird. wants to be able to bring people over to the house and they go, like, get to the front door and they're like, fuck, what's on the inside? Then it's like, da-da! Yeah. Oh, it's an ocean view! He doesn't want to ruin it from the front it's, door. It's wall-to-wall glass and this you, can be, you can't see the outside of the house. It's just this stunning ocean. It's just nothing. What's that cost a week in rent, you reckon? Oh, man. That's an Jesus. arm and a leg. Come if, that on was in, if that was in Sydney... It would be $5,000 a week to rent. So he, oh, that's why he's doing stealing Although, money from the banks. The one thing that would bring the rent money down, even though it is Malibu. Is the newspaper. Uh, but the newspaper and also 
Fucking surf's not up, man. Like, yeah, that is some pa- that, shitty that's a, surf. That's a pancake. Yeah, it, remember, it always reminds me of like... That's a surfing of, term, and, isn't it? Pancake? And Val Kilmer sleeping in the house might bring the rent down. Yeah, that, yeah the up. transient men sleeping in the, on, on the floor might help. But um, Now, Blake, recently uh, when you guested on the Cinephiles podcast, you, made note, you noted that uh, Neil McCauley has a tattoo. Is it a similar tattoo to what... Young Chris there is sporting. There could Ooh, be the sense that they might be in the same we're at th- outfit. We're in 38 minutes and 8 seconds. And in a previous scene where we talked about Neil getting out of bed with Edie, uh, he gets out of the scene and he has a tattoo. Now, this 38 minutes and 8 seconds, we see that Chris has a tattoo. I don't know if it's the same marine tattoo. I think they both has. got the flying hellfish from Simpsons. Oh. I, don't, I don't believe, because you mentioned uh, that there is a marine tattoo in, in a previous moment. Yes. Um, I believe they call this tattoo full white man tribal. <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> sure. Nice. And he's got a few of them. And, uh, yeah, I, I do enjoy the tattoo work on Val here because we the, the, we've seen the left arm now, but he shakes around soon and we see the right arm too and there's and, a bit of ink there. And also the most disgusting elbow that one has yes. ever seen. What has he done to his elbow there, gentlemen? I don't 38 know. minutes and eight seconds. What has well, he done? It's like a dog's been gnawing on the end of it. <laughs> True. Does Neil McCauley have a dog? I don't think he does. Maybe no, no I dog. like to think he was in some kind of... Now, we've we've discussed recently the cinematic epic that is over the top, Stuart. Yes, yes. Maybe he was in some rogue arm wrestling competition wow. at a roadhouse somewhere. Over and, the top. Yeah. We, Jesus. That's a reference for you. There, there you go. go. Excellent. But um, I, I love that this shot of Val just sleeping on the floor. It, it's very, very similar to the way that I fall asleep in my house on the floor with a pillow with a gun nearby. Now, Stuart... Call me old-fashioned. Some people like the knife under the pillow in bed. Yeah. I like the gun by the side on the floor. Understand. Some do the gun under the pillow as well. True, uh, true. But that's, you know... That, that's that, for that's pros. A, it takes a while to get used that's to. That's Eric Banner Munich style. Yes. 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 But for me, I pull, like, the footstool up to the base and I sort of make a little sort of cocoon that way. Yeah, yeah. like a little fort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Tells, that tells me he's drunk because... The the immediate thing is I'm taking my jacket off because I'm too hot. I'm mm. taking I've got yeah, an undershirt yeah, on. I'm going to use my own shirt as a blanket, yeah. and I'm going to put a pillow on the floor because who gives a shit? I love the state of Arrested Development because he's just just draped his shirt over him as a makeshift blanket, which is we've all been there. So you know, I, <laughs> yeah, because you don't want to go through and raid Macaulay stuff. No, he might have a rogue towel. Well, he's got there. nothing to raid. Are you kidding he me? Because no. he only has the one suit that he wore, wears. And what's so fantastic, right? Where we we sort of jump into this scene. We're at thirty-eight minutes, even now, like twenty-two seconds. You watch Neil walk in, and you see in that you know opening stanza, you see the beautiful daylight hours and the beautiful apartment, and you have a glance, a sideward glance over to to Neil, and he immediately picks up the phone. Yes. This is not the first time this scene has confronted him. And that's exactly what I was going to say. Every time I watch this now, I think more and more, yeah, I've called Chris's wife and told him that he's here sleeping something off. And just let her know. And that's part of their deal. Um, she wouldn't care if he's out and about riding himself off as long as she knows where he is somewhere. Yeah. I, I do like the cheap, because we get one very quick frame on the phone that Neil picks up there. It's like the cheap $19 curved banana phone that you get yeah, from Officeworks. Yeah. Or like, yeah, well, one that's like a hamburger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so nice apartment, shitty phone. Yeah. And then we cut to uh, the lovely Ashley Judd here, who apparently shops at the same store and has the same phone. They've got the same shitty yeah. phone. And, and look, there again, 
you know, it wouldn't be the cinephiles without a Star Wars reference. Is that a lightsaber I, in the right-hand oh, corner oh, of the I frame? It, it is. Close. I, I've tried to pick what this was. Now, I want to say it's some kind of, like, there was a run on Dustbusters or something in the mid-'90s in America and, like, some magic wand of cleaning materials that everyone had. I want to say that's one of them, but I'm not 100% squad. I just want to know why she stole uh, Jeff Lee Lebowski's uh, bathrobe. <laughs> yeah. That's it is like the, the mid-'90s. The, the dude would be wearing that for sure. It's the mid-'90s. The mm. du- this is right up the dude's alley. So you, we're at 38 minutes, 26 seconds. Um, uh, uh, Charlene is there with Dominic having a, a bit of a really cute moment, actually. One of the rare cute moments in this movie where she's asking him to pronounce avocado, and he does in a very cute way. Yes. And um, we don't get to see Dominic that much no. in this film. Like this is, There's only a few scenes. Dominic but, already knows more about fruit than I do at 35 years old. Mm. I yeah, a bit of a jarring moment. For I me. would have said his like heights a little lower. They're very expensive avocados. Yes. I would have right, brought him up on <laughs> what about ninety five? Were they expensive? Yeah, I would have like been showing broccoli, <laughs> Bro- lettuce, <laughs> and and so thirty eight minutes twenty seven seconds. You know, uh, Charlene picks up the phone and Neil's like, "Chris is here." Yeah, what? And Chris is here. I let him sleep it off. Beat. What's wrong? Yeah. And I love her reaction because it's it's Charlene's one of those rare characters, and I think that this is why she, why I find her so important to this movie is because no one fucking says boo to Neil McCauley. Yeah, no one stands right. up to no him. No one stands up to yep. him in any way, and she for me feels like and and this is that like that sort of stern stone face. You only have to look. He's like, yeah, what's wrong? Bang. But there's thirty eight minutes thirty four seconds. It's a sassy comeback. A it's, sassy. And it's going. I'm going to a place where you can't touch us. Yeah. You can't have any control over our life. You can take him or me out of it, but we've got a bond that you can't get to. And exactly. So there's this moment where she's just like husband and wife stuff. Yeah, I yeah. love that go line. Fu- basically, as, go as fuck in yourself. I'm a blousy Georgia broad yeah. and. Yeah. Shut up. I This particular shot that we're looking at now, which is Ashley Judd virtually staring down the barrel of the camera just off to the just off center. Yeah. Um, interesting for me to go back in time and, and look at Ashley Judd at this point of her career. She's almost done the reverse thing where she's a little bit frumpy here and she lost a lot of weight later in her career. She gets quite skinny. But, yeah, um, yeah old school Ashley Judd. She's yeah. beautiful. She, yeah. I, I, no, she's she, stunning. She's absolutely stunning. And this is that. You know, this is the uh, the the shitty thing about her being blacklisted from the Weinstein's is yeah. that this is her at the peak of her power. Yeah. She does a couple of really huge movies from '95 into like '97, '98, and then she disappears off the face of the earth in the early 2000s. And now she's starting to reemerge as a powerhouse. But such a strong southern yeah, but woman. She, she well, wasn't. Great. It's not exactly a, like a blonde bombshell kind of. That's what I'm getting at. Is that not she, a cliche like? Like a villain's yeah. girlfriend, you'd expect to be like almost the like the walking, talking model. She's yeah. not. She's like looks oh, like no, I'm not a young mum kind of thing. I'm like, not saying she's heavy set. I'm just saying it's <laughs> funny to go back in time and see that. Yeah, she's um, she's a natural woman. Yeah, yeah. and look uh, for for folks playing at home. Uh, I know the cinephiles love a tidbit, but the tidbit is with Ashley Judd's character is she interviewed a stack of women whose partners are in prison in yeah. preparation for oh. the role, and that's the kind of Michael Mann influence. Is he kind of almost forces all of his key players to become method actors, even if they weren't before. Do, they, do so their do, homework. Do your homework, yeah. do your research. And so one of the things with her is like talking to, you know, partners who'd been perhaps even beaten by other partners, you know, like and, and, the, and the messiness of the maintaining a connection and yeah. all that sort of stuff. So that's a, one of those really sort of dynamite moments. But of then this. this this reaction to Neil McCauley, like saying the husband-wife stuff, that is someone who's steely. That is someone who is, you know, she's a bit of a crim herself. So she's not going to like kowtow to him if like to Neil McCauley. Mm. Yeah, look, uh, I, 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 
I love this scene, and one of the things I want to throw over to Stu because Stu pointed this out, and I actually saw it in in the preparation for this episode. But there's such a great uh, sort of echo in both of these different scenes that we're cutting in between Stu. What yeah. did you pick up on this watch that I love you so much, so much for saying before, just before we recorded? Just the framing, because we've mentioned a lot in this of sort of the match cuts and whatnot, but in this of sort of having the she's on the right of the screen and when we see her first, she's on the right and Dominic's on the left. And it's the same way we meet Chris when he's on the floor on the left of screen and Macaulay's on the right. It's again just echoing like the sort of the parent and there's the age gap between De Niro obviously and Val Kilmer and just echoing that sort of parent-child relationship that no matter how helpless they are, they're always going to be there to look after them because we see the first thing that Neil Macaulay comes in, grabs the phone while he's making the phone call. He's off to grab the cups like a mum would do. Like you come home, she's already off to get the food to give you this, to move you on to that, to do the next thing. So it's just there is a sort of paternal nature to My mum's screaming at me to get the hell up and sure. uh, get the day started. She's going, you'll never get avocado yeah. <laughs> over my dead body. Exactly. Yeah, but it's just an interesting sort of take between the two scenes. I love it because it's that it's... In in the earlier scene before Kilmer's great rage rage reverse out of his driveway, as Cam Williams coined the term on on this podcast, um, she goes, "You know what? There's no talking to you because you're just a child growing older." Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that is literally her line in that moment, and in this moment, he literally is. He's lying on the floor. <laughs> he is a child growing older, and Neil is still around to protect him. And this does a good job of also speaking to the discipline of Neil McCauley. You've heard it throughout this film so many times. We get the look of what the home life is like for um, Chris and Charlene. And then you can see why they can't walk out in 30 seconds, why no. they've got Dominic. They've got a life set up there. They've got all this stuff. Whereas Macaulay, when we see around his kitchen, he's got nothing. He's got the, the Maxwell <laughs> Williams basic white set. That apartment came with that stuff. Yeah, and yeah, he still yeah. has an that attitude. Was, they couldn't bother taking it out. Yeah, like, he, he said to the real estate agent, no, 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 leave it. No, so we're going to throw this out on the way. Like, it's no harm. We've got to, we box it up and go, no, no, no. As is, it's yeah, fine. It will be my finest possessions. Yeah, this spoon. <laughs> And so I, I, that's why I love this moment, 38 minutes, 34 seconds, it plays out and, and husband and wife stuff. And he goes, cool, I'll let him sleep it off. And he ends the conversation. Again, economical with everything. Kilmer sort of gets up, stumbles well, over. And, and a lesser director would have been focused on the beachside, would have done a, an establishing shot, would have been, oh, look, we're at the beach. Isn't it bright and sunny and there's families? Not man. His establishing shot is the... The, the windows, darkest. the windows done up with the like the newspaper. Like who picks that? If you got the two choices between that wall or a beautiful shot of the the horizon, and I also think it's even throwaway because you've got De Niro, who's one of your leads, on the phone, mm. and so the choice would also be to watch him really enunciate that reaction, like I'll oh, yeah. let him sleep yeah. it off, and. It's very flippant. He yeah. just sort of rushes past him. Oh, yeah, cool. I'll let him slip it off. And you're watching Kilmer here rouse out of this sleep. He's a sort of a that bit of a stumble. mess. Yeah. The stumble. This is the moment when we see him stumble. Obviously, the, the, the indication that perhaps a hangover or something of that nature. But, I mean, if not sleeping on the floor was that first indication. But I've got a bit of a crackpot theory here. He could here. have a bad back. True. Yes. And some people get like that, I understand. But crackpot theory alert here. With Val Kilmer on the floor, are we sure Val is acting here? Because maybe <laughs> man whoa, whoa, whoa. came to the set and Val's just asleep on the set, and he's like, "You know what? Use it. Let's just go with it." One of the grips. Well, do you want us to wake up, Mister? No, 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 don't. Bob, Bob, come here. We're yeah. going to start shooting. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> you never know. Uh, look, absolutely would agree with you if it was Tom Sizemore. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
but I don't think we're. I, th- I think yeah, I don't think Kilmer was professional. Ninety-five Kilmer wasn't quite off the chain. No, no, no. no, 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 no he's still, no, he's no, still no, a professional. No, I, he's, I accept he's, that. He's come straight out, straight out of Batman, uh, yes. Batman Forever. Oh, I love it. Um, straight out of Batman Forever into this movie, which is amazing when you consider the levels of performance that he delivers <laughs> in that movie versus this. But, uh, but he's 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 pretty good. He's something sh- as stupid as his stumble it would have been so easy to go over the top with that. But it's it's nice. It's underplayed, and I'm, it's just a silly little thing that. Works he's, well. He's underplayed. He's messy, and uh, it's just deflection. That's what I love about these conversations. It's just all deflecting. It's like, oh, when are you going to get an old lady? And it's the difference between the two of them. Macaulay would never catch you. Would never would never let himself be caught in that situation. No. Like if he's going to have a bender, it'll be when no one's ever going to find Correct. him. He won't. He won't get to. You'll never get to see him outside the suit where he. That's how he always presents. Whereas Chris is like, well, I, I am a shambles, and, but I'm good at my job. And and that's the thing with Neil is. Chris must be so amazing because Neil tolerates that. The looseness. Oh, the yeah. looseness. Yeah. You feel like this is far from the first time he's woken up no, to this and, scene. And it's, it's a reflex. He's like halfway on the phone. He's picking up the cups. The coffee's already mm. being heated up. And it's just happening. It's the, the effortlessness. And that's why I like to look. You peer in at these guys and you're like, what's that relationship? Isn't it a curious one? You mentioned the coffee. Was that not already? That was good to go when, when Robert De Niro walked in. Is that right? Well, it's in the it's in the jug. It's it might have been jug. a day. But old like he coffee. pours it out straight away. Yeah, but it might be it might happen. And you see the steam coming yeah. from it. Like it might um, be on a timer, some people. Uh, stop apologizing for this scene. <laughs> Poor Michael Mann. He needs a he needs a cold coffee to wake <laughs> yeah. his ass up. He's hung over after all. Um but yeah, there's this like and what's so funny is that Oh, the look of De Niro. Just that, the way he just does a sort of visual assessment of him there as well. I love that. Just the quick up and down. Just there's, to, there's, yeah. there's multiple moments. What's great, and again, it's about echoes in different scenes. There's when, when Kelso, literally in the minute before this scene, is talking to De Niro about, oh, you know, this information's just out there. I just oh, got to snatch it. Just and he does a beautiful and, little, and like, he double. A, like, he does a double uptake. Yeah, like, and it's that appraisal. As well as like, what the fuck? Well, is I think going we on? we said the la- one of the last episodes I was on when we were talking about when he's talking, and this we may have not aired yet, so we're sort of. But when he's talking about with Amy Brenneman, where he's where Edie studied in New York, he winced a bit because he should have known. She said she studied at Parsons, wasn't it? Yeah, Parsons. And he does that sort of like, he, he lets it go like he should have known, and then he sort of a bit dirtied himself mm. for not knowing. Yeah. So you sort of always <laughs> see him just sort of always looking and assessing people and going, what's going on? I love that. Look, look at he he does the look, and he gets it's literally three looks in, and it's it's thirty eight minutes fifty three seconds before he even asks the question. And Kilmer is looking peak disheveled. This yeah, is peak yeah, Kilmer, yeah, yeah. but it's peak Kilmer disheveled right here. It's so good. And this Josh, is, I'll get you to note uh, yes. the angle of the head, which is consistent oh, in the scene. So maybe there is <laughs> oh something where God. he's. I'm telling he's you, there's fixed. something to this theory. So I mean, again, alluding to when when it's a Robert De Niro thing, and we get it in the, in the coffee shop scene, but. Robert De Niro can't hold his head straight and does the 45-degree angle at all times. I'm not sure if it's just a tick of his it's, or it's, perhaps it's a tick po- of Neil McCauley's. It's, post, it's post-Raging Bull. He's had a hit. It's more like 62 yeah, degrees. Back and to the left. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is the most terrifying shot of this scene for me, and let me explain why. We get, obviously, um, Neil McCauley to the right, and we get our friend Chris to the left, and in the centre of the frame are what I count to be, boys, nine shelves, 
three of which are occupied. <laughs> four plates, four bowls, two wine glasses, two regular glasses. Your life encased in glass. Yes. <laughs> and this is eerily similar to my apartment. Yeah. And it's a really sobering he just, moment. He just needs the seven cats that yeah. you own to <laughs> yeah. be walking around. If he had all the cats, it would be my place. Yeah, beautiful place, though. Oh, great, great stunning. Great yeah. Stunning, yeah. 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 stunning yeah, place. And yeah. yeah, but I never, you look good in white, too. You, I, I like, do. Yeah. I'm Neil McCauley without the goatee. <laughs> sure, sure. And, sure. Yeah. And uh, the, I'd love to. I'd, can I be your Val, Val and the Kilmer? Rap sheet. Yeah. Yes, you can be my Val I've Kilmer. I've always thought day. of you as a Kilmer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I need to grow my hair that long. <laughs> Please do. Oh, it's, no. t- it's delicious. But no, that's, what's so funny, though, is Josh is looking at that scene in the middle of these shelves warmly, like that's his house, and it's meant to show yeah, his cold yes. and yeah. emptiness. On, oh, no, no. I'm not running away from the cold <laughs> and empty void that no. is my life. I appreciate that. But you're going there going, why do you need that many plates? <laughs> like, you could get by. You only, like, you can get by a... A, a one plate. Well, well, plate for lunch, you, you, you don't have breakfast for one. So you've got a protein shaker, a plate, and maybe a glass you in are, case someone you pops in. so fucking right. It's scary because I literally I was washing up today and I was you know, washing my one dish yeah. that I always use for everything and, you got and, and my protein <laughs> shake thing and I'm like, well washing's done. And you're like, oh that's a week's load of washing. Yeah. I can't believe it. I can it. really identify with Neil McCauley. I love this guy. Yeah. yeah. It's, and what's funny is just like, what's wrong? Nah. And, and he just Chris just shakes it up. Yeah. Like, oh, I, this is, uh, and I do love that they're, they're the dialogue between them is so sparse because they've got such a long history together that he's about, again, he's about the, as Charlene's the only one that's allowed to sort of stand up to him. Chris is the one that's going, you've got to get furniture. Like, you've got when to get some furniture. furniture. Like, furniture. he's the when only I, one that's allowed into the, to talk to him like deflect. that. When he gets some furniture, when he gets around to it. Yeah. When you're going to yeah. get an old lady. And literally at the cusp of... Because I've got the, nothing on my fucking yeah. plate at the moment. <laughs> I'm not playing. I'm not. I haven't just pulled off a really good heist and got two, two more lined two more up. In the world, bitch. Like, get off my back. I've been busy. You want yeah. me to buy a fucking plate? <laughs> Smashing plates left, right, and center. But isn't that the call out to the relationship between the two that Val kind of is the, the quote unquote nagging wife? Yeah. When are yeah. you going to get some fucking furniture? Yeah. Like, Jesus. And it's like, yeah. what? Furniture that you can sleep on when you fuck up with your own wife? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not for me. Yeah, yeah, I'm surprised he doesn't leave. That's like... when Stu asked Josh if he could buy some more plates. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've got Instead of sharing his plate. A dollar for every time. I su- wonder if, like, Val Kilmer leaves, like, if Chris leaves, like, catalogues around with things circled, like, <laughs> yes. like couches that he'd like to sleep on. Like, <laughs> oh, I saw this nice, it comes in burgundy. You might, There's uh, just Ikea catalogues yeah. around Ooh, we, the apartment everywhere. What, are, what have we got here? Yes, subtle reminder, hint, I, hint. The Jürgen Fratz. Oh, we can, that's only 199 <laughs> They deliver. Uh, even just because I can't get past it, my one last note on the, uh, the, dish, shits, the dish situation. You know, with one thing that Neil McCauley is not doing anytime soon, right. hosting a dinner party. Sure, one hundred percent. Maybe canapes. Yes, he could do canapes. I yeah, think he'd hire yeah. catering. Yeah. He'd just get catering in. He's got a, a nice big kitchen. He hands over a coffee. They're about to go have a conversation, and we get De Niro smashes a lot of coffee in this movie because mm. you see him when they're out as a crew when they're having the, the crew dinner. He's drinking there. He's with Pacino. I don't. Neil doesn't seem like a guy who sleeps a lot to me. No. Like just in general, like right. especially when he wakes up with Edie in the middle of the night. That's what it is. That's why his head's Neil, on the angle. Neil's, he can't Neil's sleep. Neil's vampire. In, in, oh, okay. I thought you were going to have the vampire. Okay, right. yeah, oh, sure. Okay, sorry. <laughs> We were way off. I thought we were in Sympatico there. Yeah, I thought you guys were in sync on the uh, cinema. Yeah, 200 episodes in and this is, <laughs> this is how we do it. Uh, but no, so y- you get this moment and uh, what I love about Heat is you think that 
uh, with exposition sometimes you need to load so much stuff, like so much uh, content in there. And here there's a tiny bit of exposition and it's not talking directly about things, but it's saying it. It's inferring things about his entire life or both yeah. characters' lives just with little mundane questions. But we're leading into two minutes of them sitting down and talking like the quintessential sort of pathos of both of these characters, yeah, so particularly the Neil McCauley in, character. This is about to go into like the stakes in the freezer, isn't it? Yeah, That's stakes, it, yeah. yeah. it's yeah. the stakes in the freezer conversation and it's being able to drop everything when the heat comes around the corner, which mm. is what we're coming up to talk about. So yeah. it's this really good little context setter, a little bit of a palate cleanser, if you like, about who these characters are. Chris is like, you need the clutter in your life because he's a cluttered up guy. And Neil's like... It just doesn't make sense to him. No. I think Val in this scene has to have his palate cleansed of all the uh, cigarettes and hooker spit. So <laughs> <laughs> It's going to take more than that coffee, I think. To That's right. <laughs> That's some industrial strength. Uh, Neil, uh, I haven't seen underneath the sink to see what cleaning chemicals have got to keep all those shelves white. I think it's, just, it's a nine millimetre. That's you, what it keeps under the if you've sink. Got bleach. But there's in the earlier sequence as well, this is what I love about um, sort of the, like, maybe what, works between these two characters so well is that when Val gets up and even when he does his stumble, we're just going to sort of hit play um, in silence as we're watching it. 38 seconds, 30, uh, 38 minutes, 35 seconds now is that when Val gets up, he gets up, he looks about, he's, he's sort of about to stumble. He ditches his shirt, but he picks up his gun. There's just that great thing. is like, well, that he's got to have the gun well, with that him. That the makes guys me have thinks, to have the gun. Yeah. That makes me think it's he's military. Like, it's like, the don't go anywhere without a firearm. Like, yeah. there's uh, people that like, don't go anywhere without your gun. No I matter think. how hungover you are, that's what he grabs. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't know what's coming through yeah. the door. And, sure. yeah. and th- that, I think, is, that's the Neil Discipline. term of endearment, right? Yeah. Like, he looks at him, he's like, look, as much as he's a disheveled mess, as much as he's yeah. sleeping on my floor, yeah. I at least appreciate that when he stands up, he brings his gun. This yeah. is my rifle, this is my gun, one is for <laughs> shooting, one is for fun. Yeah. Neil's, I mean, sorry, uh, Chris is that kind of guy. He is. Josh um, is that, I mean, Chris Val is that <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Josh, I mean, Chris, I mean... The other thing is, uh, I want to know what kind of watch Chris is rocking there. Do you reckon he's a rip curl kind of it's, guy? It's or? nice, whatever it is. Yeah, he's a nice watch, It doesn't yes. look like a surfy watch. No, no, it looks like a nice one. Yeah. Good for you, Chris. Let's, let's have a look. Well, come on, Chris. No steaks in the freezer, but a nice watch. Maybe a Rolex. The... Yeah. Mm. Who knows? Do you, do you reckon he's wise enough to invest his money into nice things? Because he does talks about all the gambling and the well, Vegas. The yeah. only other house that I've seen that is reminiscent of Chris and Charlene's house is the house I saw in Boogie Nights. Yeah. Really in that mm. LA area. Yeah. Opulent. Mm. And it feels like slightly tacky. Charlene potentially could be a trophy wife. I think what Chris maybe had expected with Charlene was that she would be trof- a kind of trophy wife. But in this sequence, she's not. She's like what, what she what she in his head he might have thought, oh, she's beautiful, so she's going to be a yeah. trophy. But she's a blousy broad. Like she's got. But a he, lot more he's also assertion. loose. Like he he's can't hold up his his end of the deal. I know it's weird to say. You just saw me make a face. I feel like Val's the trophy husband. I don't know. <laughs> like I think Chris is. That's exactly what that's, Josh said about himself earlier. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's exactly what women want. They're like, but no, I know, don't think... oh, once I, I hooked myself a Kilma. <laughs> I don't know. Personally, I just don't think like Ashley Judd is necessarily the the, the trophy wife in this. Like she's the the clear. Um, Get out of the two of them. <laughs> Chris, what's wrong with Chris? <laughs> apart from being wait, a wait, career wait. crook. Where's his right, son? What's wrong with Chris? Apart from being a career crook, we've just, we're talking about a scene where he's passed out with hooker spit yeah. on, on his best mate's floor. Which a house and he's, missing, he's a knockabout kind of guy. He's missing he's his child, say, avocado for the first <laughs> <Yeah>. time. <laughs> and this is before Instagram existed. True. True. So oh, he can't man. ever see that again. No. All right, absentee father, I get it. All right, maybe he's not quite the catch I'm making him out <laughs> Yeah, he's not, the, well, not a hands-on Josh dad. does not compute the <laughs> <with> emotion. <laughs> 
said. Um, much, oh. much shock your listeners that I'm a single man. <laughs> and if you want to hook up with Josh, it's mail at oneheatminute.com. Feed, and feedback, feedback at cinephiles.com. Yeah. Uh, look, yeah, no, this... Uh, it's a sort of a repeating motif, but um, I think the real key here is, you know, we talked about a match cut between the Kelso site, but the match cut here is about characters and, and power and you've got Charlene with a, a baby that she's teaching to say avocado and in the same moment or in the same section we're about to watch Neil basically outline what the philosophy of of their crew should be mm. even though Chris is kind of that guy who kind of floats in mm. and out of intensity. A, a conversation you feel they've had many, many times. Well, I don't think it's, it's the first time. No. It's the company motto. It's almost like on the side of their truck. Yeah, it's their, yeah. Vision. It's we, their vision. We walk out in yeah. 30 seconds. Yeah. Or your money back. back. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe not. Maybe we'll keep the money. Maybe. Well, I think your money back because you give it back if you're walking <laughs> yeah. away. Yeah. Well, he gives, a, he gives the... Uh, the metal place a very nice drill set. True. He Imagine does. walking in Monday yeah. morning and there's guys score. Hello. Look Hello. at this. Hello. That's, that's like thirty grand worth of drilling equipment. You know what? I, I wrote that on my Christmas list, but I didn't think Santa would actually <laughs> Santa go through came, with it. Santa came. Left you. I was taking the piss. Yeah. Left your drill set. And oh, there's a truck with uh, with the thermodynamic imaging in there <laughs> as well. That's been left here. Vincent just walked out of a truck, left it all in there. Um, but look, gentlemen. Just before we get into the sort of the penultimate moment, I um, just want to shout out, folks, if you are listening to this on One Heat Minute and you want to hear uh, the three of us, uh, Sans Liam from the Cinephiles, uh, he's uh, on a holiday in the in the Maldives with Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> um, uh, so if you want to listen to us talk about heat on their amazing show, Cinephiles, uh, you can check it out at uh, cinephiles.com. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me for the 39th minute of Michael Mann's Crime Opus Heat. Our pleasure. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. And I'll undoubtedly see you again at some point in this 170 episode I, I look forward to it. would love to. Yes. Um, and maybe with Liam, but we won't give him a microphone. No. <laughs> we, we have to on our show just because it's in the contract. But Maybe he could come on and say avocado. Oh. Yeah. I think get him on to do, be a mime. Yeah. He's really good. Interpretive dance of your feelings of this minute. Yeah. Bless him. That works mm. for me. Yeah, why not? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to One Heat Minute once again. As you know, oneheatminute.com is the place to go for everything that you have. iTunes, subscribe, rate and review. Thank you to Gus Franklin for our website design, Paul Davies for our music. And as always, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back next week um, uh, with uh, more episodes of One Heat Minute. We're going to speed up the release so you guys are going to hear more of these, more than just two a week, um, despite what those episodes say. So enjoy very much. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. you.